0: Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to the Future of Leadership, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Paul McCarthy. I'm Ira Wolf, and I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Paul's episodes, we'll cover practical insights, tips, and executable activities to get you thinking about the future of leadership in your organization. Let's begin. It's time to reframe the narrative. It's time to create the conditions for our leaders, leadership teams, and organizations to have truly open and honest conversations that matter. For those who don't know me, I'm Paul Mack from Paul Mack Leadership. I'm just a poor boy from Shepherds Bush, and I've always challenged the way things are done. To that extent, I've adopted a counterintuitive approach to the future of leadership that's starting to gain traction. Please be advised, what I share is raw, it's unconventional but it's always focused on having the conversations that we need to be having. I want to thank Gartner for the inspiration behind this episode. Gartner highlighted in their nine workforce trends for 2023, the need to identify and recruit what they refer to as non-traditional candidates. Non-traditional candidates are those from functions, industries, educational backgrounds, that differ from those typically sought after in a given role or work opportunity. And Gartner reports a 56% increase in candidates now applying for jobs outside their current area of expertise. My perspective on identifying and recruiting non-traditional candidates is different from Gartner's and will introduce you to the emerging bias of what many are calling cognitive diversity or diversity of thought bias. Personally, I refer to this as divergent thinking. Many of you may already be familiar with a range of almost 200 types of bias that exist. But how many of you are familiar with cognitive diversity bias, the bias we hold towards people who don't think like us? As part of preparing for the future of leadership, we need to be open to identifying and recruiting leaders who are different from the typical profile that we have always opted for and this episode will focus on this lesser-known bias. For the purposes of this episode, cognitive diversity can be defined as bringing together a range of different styles of thinking, differences in perspective, or information processing styles among members of a group. Factors that could lead to diverse thinking include, but not limited to, different perspectives, abilities, knowledge, attitudes, Information style and demographic characteristics, or any combination of these. How individuals think about and engage with new, uncertain, and complex situations. This episode will challenge you to ask some tough questions. One, why am I reluctant to identify and recruit leaders who think and act differently from the typical leaders I hire in my organization? Two, How can my organisation increasingly benefit from hiring leaders who bring diversity of thought, experience and approach? And three, if hiring leaders who think differently from the norm is actually good for business, what can we do as an individual, an organisation and an industry to embrace leaders who are cognitively diverse, non-traditional and often marginalised during the hiring process? By the end of this episode, I'll show how you may be overlooking non-traditional candidates because of an inherent bias that does not welcome, embrace, or evolve leaders who think differently. Buckle up. I'm a leader who was hired for my divergent thinking, and yet then fired for demonstrating such diversity of thought in the boardroom and with many of my peers. Here's how my divergent thinking got me into trouble. In my first meeting with the office partner, when asked to contribute and provide my perspective, I did. Whilst everyone else in the meeting agreed with the partner's perspective, they were the most senior leader in the meeting, I didn't. I offered a counter perspective that actually made more sense. That was the moment I realised that whilst I was asked to share my perspectives, no one expected me to. From that moment on, labelled as a troublemaker with a divergent approach to thinking, would see me sidelined, marginalised and eventually fired because I dared to think and act differently from the norm and spoke out against what I'd later term leader groupthink. And the parting words upon being fired from this role? You just don't bleed green, Paul. Pew Research estimates there are approximately 15 million managers in the US as well as almost 11 million millennial level leaders who are new to their roles. Millennials now form almost 53 million of the total US workforce, with almost 2 billion worldwide. Future leaders will be more disruptive than the current generation of leaders in our organizations. And they'll also expect to be more proactively involved in how they are identified and recruited into your organization. They care deeply about diversity, including cognitive diversity. They also think and act differently from today's leaders, so it will be critical to evolve our leader identification and recruitment systems if organizations wish to attract and retain these future leaders. So what's a typical way that cognitive diversity bias manifests in reality? Well, take the innocent seeming informal one-on-one coffee shop meeting with a potential leader candidate. We've all had them. When you arrive, you instantly begin sizing them up. Are they early? Are they on time? Are they late? How are they dressed? Do they act nervous? Are they eager? Are they at ease? How do they speak? Are they comfortable in ambiguous circumstances? You see, your immediate impression of them will impact how they travel through the leader recruitment process in your organization. Numerous studies show that recruiters subconsciously make an assessment in the first few minutes of meeting and silently decide whether to move forward to the next stage or not. A study conducted by the Harris Poll found that 49% of professionals surveyed knew if a candidate was a good or bad fit in just the first five minutes. We find the weak link of the entire leadership identification and recruitment process right here in these first crucial few minutes. Our cognitive abilities are influenced, if not outright determined, by the multiple unconscious biases always at play, including the lesser known cognitive diversity bias. Deloitte's recent research on 2023 human capital trends found that Generation Z and millennial workers who are satisfied with their employers' societal and environmental impacts and their efforts to create a diverse and inclusive environment, are more likely to want to stay with their employers for more than five years. What if the potential leadership candidate sitting across from you sipping their white mocha seems too open and too friendly? Not just with you, but with those around them. What if they seem oddly curious and over-eager, asking too many questions? Or what if they bug you by saying something that rubs your ego the wrong way? What would you do? Invite this person so different from you to come in for a formal interview? Or would you deem them as just not a fit, finish your cappuccino, Shake their hand, lie about keeping them in mind when a leadership position becomes available, and then leave, chalking it up to experience. By their nature, leaders who think differently ask too many questions. They do think differently from you and your peers, sometimes radically so. They often come across as too direct, too open, and too personable. They don't mind asking the uncomfortable questions. In fact, They may even relish the chance to do so. So think about this. The next time you're having an informal one-on-one coffee shop meeting with a potential leader candidate, stop, pause, and reflect on how your conscious or unconscious bias for or against the individual sitting across from you in terms of how they think may affect your ability to make a decision on how suitable that candidate is. One of my responsibilities as a leader in a large global consulting firm was to recruit new talent into the practice. As part of a four-person panel evaluating potential consulting candidates, on one occasion my recommendation was to put forward the quieter, less gregarious, and more thoughtful candidate as they had a unique approach to problem solving, team collaboration, and articulating their perspectives. As you may have guessed, My ideas on candidate selection were not terribly popular because I went against the common narrative from the evaluation panel. The individual I recommended thought differently than the other candidates, as well as someone who was not a territorial alpha male who took pride in making his peers look less qualified than he was as part of the candidate assessment process. Research from Alison Reynolds and David Lewis illustrates How organizations that tend to recruit people who think the same way have a higher functional bias or groupthink and lower cognitive diversity levels. Lower cognitive diversity then presents challenges for teams that are increasingly facing uncertainty and complexity because their team members all typically think and act in similar ways, which thereby reduces experimentation and identification of new ways of solving challenges. The impact of low cognitive diversity then affects the wider organization, its ability to remain competitive and to attract and retain talent. If you continually hire leaders who look, think and act like you, then you're going to be surrounded soon by leaders who completely look, think and act like you, leader group think. By silently pre-qualifying someone in an informal setting like a coffee shop or excluding them because they're different than their peers as part of a candidate assessment panel, you've effectively reduced the chances of bringing in new ideas, bringing in thought-provoking perspectives, or introducing innovative approaches and fresh blood into your organisation. Consider the available research and ask yourself as an HR department Whether your organization could benefit from having non-traditional leader-level candidates who think differently than the majority of leaders currently in your organization. Could these cognitively diverse leaders be better at navigating ongoing disruption? Could they be better at navigating new, uncertain, and complex situations than other types of leaders in your organization? Or how about this? be intentional about tasking your organization's hiring manager to specifically seek out a leader level candidate's ability to think differently as part of the identification and recruitment process as part of researching HR industry trends for my first book i attended a leading north american hr innovation conference and during one of the q and a sessions I just grabbed the mic and I began to provide insights and perceptions of the HR industry from my experience. I'd worked with hundreds of HR functions around the world over almost 30 years and I explained initially what many of us know to be true but they didn't want to openly voice that 20 to 25 years ago the HR industry it was typically perceived as transactional in nature responsible for things like benefits processing advice on vacation, accruals, pink slips, etc. During this time, HR didn't have a seat at the table. About 10 to 15 years ago, the HR industry began becoming involved in strategic level conversations with CEOs and CFOs about talent management, workforce mapping, workforce planning, workforce projection. It was around this time that HR began to have a seat at the table as their role started to evolve into a more transformational one. Now fast forward and in the last five years and the rise of HR industry titles, such as CHRO, Chief People Officer, VP of HR, and now HR is playing a key role in strategic direction setting. As an industry, HR is now poised. It's at the head of the table, alongside its C-suite peers after a brief pause in this q and a session i said in a soft tone you're at the forefront of innovation in hr and you're still assuming it's a table right now as an industry of innovators you get to choose whether the future of hr remains as a table or something else you get to blow up the table think about this in recent research conducted by mckinsey They illustrate how HR is increasingly in a critical strategic position to build the organization of the future. Having a clear purpose of why HR exists is core to this and will enable this continued transformation. To achieve this, however, McKinsey advocates that HR must, I quote, look in the mirror, arguing that HR must first transform itself as an industry. When asked in the research what their top three priorities were over the next 18 to 24 months, over 25% of HR leaders surveyed said they're prioritizing initiatives that strengthen agility and identity. Now, whilst it's applaudable to see HR begin to reimagine its role, much, much more needs to be done to make the HR industry what I call fit for future purpose, to be at the forefront of championing ongoing innovation. Consider this. A recent report from the Financial Conduct Authority recognised diversity of thought as a fundamental factor required to tackle the complex and evolving issues across the financial sector and wider society. If, as an HR industry, you're truly open to looking in the mirror, how about trying the following? Gather a range of representative roles from within the industry and ask yourself individually and as a group, how can we build leader-level identification and recruitment systems that seek out and embrace cognitively diverse candidates? Using the outputs from this exercise, put together a one-page manifesto of what that end state looks like. This will give you a blueprint for how, as an industry, you can evolve these identification and recruitment systems. And then, every six months, review this manifesto by practicing divergent thinking on your own industry. As we wrap this episode up, I want you to reflect on how prepared you feel your organization's leader identification and recruitment systems are for attracting and retaining future leaders. There's three things you can do right now. One. Be open to addressing your own bias towards others who don't think like you or your peers. Two, actively seek out non-traditional candidates at leader level and begin to evolve your hiring systems to reflect this. Three, at upcoming HR industry roundtables, forums, or industry-wide conferences, look for opportunities to hold your peers accountable for seeking out divergent thinking within the industry. Cognitive diversity in general is an emerging topic and even a newer concept in the HR industry, with a growing number of HR practitioners aware of it only at a high level. To fully understand, embrace, and act on it will require those in the HR industry to be open to seeing, owning, and addressing their own individual, organisational and industry biases in this area. Being aware of cognitive diversity will be critical to an organization's continued ability to innovate, to adapt to change, and to disrupt in the future as it identifies and recruits new leaders. If your current leader identification and recruitment systems are not set up for cognitively diverse leader-level candidates, then reach out to me via LinkedIn or through my website, and we can have a confidential discussion and I'll help you navigate this emerging topic. Thanks for listening today. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of leadership. We'll be back next month with Paul for another episode. But until then, please visit Paul's website for additional resources at PaulMacLeadership.com. And until next time... Don't let the shift hit your plans.